the Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky. Last night I tried some raw oysters. I want all my picks back and I want David goddamn Putney just because I feel like it. You're out of your mind. I am Dre Fogue and I'm the transfer. Coach, show them just in case they don't like your jacket. Can you go buy another one, Coach, if you need one? Hold on. We'll get it. <laughs> Errant Rogers, E-R-R-A-N-T Rogers. All right, back, Judge, episode four. We back the, the other south in the NFC, hanging with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers, and the Atlanta Falcons. I'm with my men, Tommy Murray and Lee Murray. How does it? We here. We're back. See it. Hey, Let's one second going. before we start the episode, condolences and RIP to Tony Sperano. Yeah. Sperano? <laughs> Come on, man. Get the name oh, right. Oh, man. I know, that was... Tony Sperano. Sad to see. Surprising and very sad. Yeah, very sad indeed. Uh, kind of staple of our childhood early football. Uh, Dolphins, Dolphins. Dolphins, baby. Dolphins 2008, yeah. AFC one, East one champions. Oh, 11 oh, and yeah. yeah, Jake Long brought him in. Any hoot. Man, what a guy. Yep, well, Rest thoughts, in peace. thoughts go out to him yeah, and his yeah, family. Exactly, so let's start it off in the NFC South with the Tampa Bay Yuckaneers. The Yucks are back, folks. As mentioned on uh, the Back Judge website, uh, the Buccaneers are the most hopeless franchise in the NFL, by far, I think. I think if you look at every other team in the yeah. NFL, there is at least reason for hope in down in the future, Josh Allen. If you if you if you draft if you draft a quarterback, you got hope. What about Jameis? Jameis is done. So you're saying he's done? Yeah, it's it's over. It's over. It's over. Everything's over. This team's gonna get blown up after after this season. Dirk Cutter's getting fired at the end of September. I think I think they're gonna start out zero and three. Jameis will come back. They'll end up six and ten again. Jason Light is gonna be fired. Dirk Cutter is going to be fired. They're not going to give Jameis Winston the money, and, and it's just going to be over. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean that doesn't mean you're not that far. I don't think you could. I, I don't know. I mean, they have some pieces that 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 can formulate some type of team in the post Winston era. I think, but I think as far as six and ten, I think uh, I think you might be right on there. I can't. I find it hard to disagree with that one. On paper, this offense shouldn't be that awful. Their offensive line is is probably you know middle of the road as far as the league goes. They have very I would say above average weapons for Jameis to use. As in Chris Godwin, the second year player, he'll I think he'll come on pretty strong this next season. Mike Evans is an elite number one receiver in the NFL. Cameron Brait and OJ Howard are pretty good receiving tight ends too. Deshaun Jackson not doing very well for you as a free agent signing, yeah. uh, but I mean he's a talent. I think Howard's got a lot to prove this and, season. Howard does have a lot to prove. This well, season. When Lee and I were talking about this too, I just think OJ Howard was a waste of a pick on I, this team. I, I and, disagree. And, I think and, 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 it doesn't out. mean, I, and I'm not. No, this is this is where we have this disconnect because I'm yeah. not. I'm not. You know, saying his career's over and he's a bad player because I don't believe that. I just think if you have a team with Cameron Braid on it and you sign him to a four-year deal after you draft OJ Howard, and there's clearly holes on the defensive line and offensive line, which you really haven't invested much in, is in terms of draft capital in the past few years i don't know i just i don't yeah. like that pick but he's on the team so I, don't know. I mean look at this team's defensive line here you, you bring in jason Pierre-Paul. you got gerald mccoy mccoy and vita van in the middle Vinnie curry, Vinnie curry is one of your ends and then a little bit of depth with unrhyne 
William Golston and Noah Spence, I kind of like the way that the line's looking, to be honest. I, mean, I like that defensive line. This has I been a hole for them for a long time. Uh, they really they really have not had a dominant pass rusher. I mean, they just had, I, don't, I don't even remember the last dominant pass rusher they've had. Um, going back to Gruden days, probably, but... Uh, this, I mean, we, I mean, I especially was really high on this team last year when we were going through uh, all of our division predictions. But you're not going to have your Jameis Winston for the first three games. I feel like that's just going to get you off to the wrong start. You're in this division, which is so good, and you got a mediocre offensive and defensive line. Well, you know, the defensive line is above average. I, th- I like that D line. I like the rotation they have. Really, I just I think I no, I agree with you. I think their defensive line is good. Jason Pierre-Paul, Jared McCoy, Vita Vea, that draft pick, and Vinnie Curry. That's a nice group of guys. And then um, a little bit of depth as well. And, and a little really bit of depth so. behind them. I do think, though, on defense, they're still in the secondary are not going to be up to par. There's some. Yeah. There's definitely um, some lack you know, there. You drafted Vernon Hargraves, and he just isn't the dude that he was billed to be, I guess. Or maybe not even that he was billed to be, but they just drafted him too high yeah. for the player yeah. that he is. Well, he's not a number one corner. And, yeah, and you – you kind of went on this thing where you're in a division with elite receivers when big big receivers too. Carolina always brings in big receivers. Julio Jones in Atlanta, Mike Thomas in New Orleans, and your two starting cornerbacks in, in uh, Brent Grimes and Vernon Hargraves are like 5'10". Yeah. Each. Yeah, so that. I don't th- they didn't really plan well for the, for the rest what they have to face in the division there. They did bring in Carlton Davis from Auburn, second round pick, but I mean as we talked about kind of with Quincy Wilson in the AFC South podcast these second, you know, second round picks for corners usually don't really come in and do much for you in, yeah. in their first season. Yeah. And if they if they are playing, it's usually not they're not very good. Justin Evans, safety from Texas A&M, hasn't really been exactly what they wanted him to be. Last year was his rookie year though, so um, I think you know he's jury's definitely still out on him. He has a lot of, um, but he definitely has to prove himself. And Chris Conti is a dude that he definitely should be you know beating out. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Chris Conney, a back judge and a Lee favorite. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're Justin Evans, you got to Evans should out. be winning that it's, job. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy what a year does, though, seriously, with all the momentum that this team had with yeah. Hard Knocks going in. And now, now just this division has gotten better, I think, and they just are just meh. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we talked about this in the preview episode, how they're first, they open up at New Orleans and then have a home game against the Eagles and then the Steelers, and they're going to be doing that with Fitzpatrick. It's just... This is not. It's not going to start storm well for them to just have an awful year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the more I'm looking at it, I kind of see a little bit of hope. Just trying to be on the other side of it and trying to expect the unexpected, as we've seen in the NFL before. I think there's a little bit of hope. I think that they can compete. I don't think that they're going to be very good necessarily, but I can see them winning a couple division games and actually kind of being tough to beat sometimes with the defensive line they have. Let's say Jameis comes back and let's say he's impactful and he's having a good year and, and the receivers are kind of jamming. Their offensive line scares me a little bit. I think that overall, though, that they have some talent to put together. Their linebackers are good. You know, I mean, just trying to look at it from a standpoint of them being a little bit better than we think. But overall, I don't, I don't think there's too much hope. Yeah. Move on. Why don't we just hop on up to who finished third last year? Was the Panthers? It was the Panthers. And so, but all of these, um, the Panthers did not make the playoffs. They did. They did. They lost, they to, lost the to the Saints. That is correct. Mm-hmm. So, wow. but the, the, the NFC South uh, represented three teams in the playoffs last year for the, uh, on the NFC side, obviously. And, you know, the if we'll get into all three teams in the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons, but these are very talented teams. NFC South, I think, is the second best division in football overall. 
Um, but let's just get into the Panthers, where uh, I do I don't know. I'm down on the Panthers to be honest. Looking at I. looking at this, uh, especially on offense too. I think they're a little like as far as their draft like their drafts have gone in the past two years. I think with the drafting Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel, you've just kind of drafted two dudes very high who don't have defined roles in the NFL. Mm. Yeah. And I, I just think that's not a good recipe for success when you're spending high round picks on dudes who aren't necessarily even built for the league. Um, and then and so you spend those first two picks on playing you know, on Sky Source supposed to be playmakers, threats for G, or for um excuse me, Cam Newton, and you still feel like going into twenty eighteen that you have to spend a first round pick on yeah. a wide receiver in DJ Moore from Maryland. Who I mean I like him, but I just more just kind of hating on the draft strategy that the Panthers mm-hmm. have kind of put together. I, I don't understand. Well, I don't understand how you draft first round, second round in 2017 two offensive players and then come back in 2018 and feel like you have to draft a receiver again. Yeah, it's I mean, a little ridiculous. To play devil's advocate a little bit. I think they couldn't pass up. They obviously like the talent so much. I was a big DJ Moore fan going into the draft. I think he doesn't really have a lot of weaknesses and. Just his floor, I feel like, is a number two receiver, which which I think he, but he has a high number one potential. I think, um, I I like that pick. A I, lot. Just, I just think that offensive line needs needs some uh, fresh blood does. because the, the last well. two years you've lost Mike Remmers and Andrew Norwell, two stalwarts on your on your O line for many years, and you haven't really done much to to replace them. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I think this team's finishing last in this division. Woo! I think I'm gonna I'm gonna wow. put that out there. I think Jumping I, the gun a little bit, but go ahead. I like. I'm, I like the. I'm just gonna. I just wanted to prophesize it a little bit because looking over this and looking over Tampa, I just think that the Panthers have kind of, like Adams noted, kind of gone in one direction and then kind of come back the next year and gone in the same direction, proving that the direction they went in wasn't really working. I think McCaffrey could be a lot better on a lot of other teams. I don't think the Newton McCaffrey thing is necessarily working, and I really don't think they have enough to make up for it. I think the defensive line too is a really big concern for me. Uh, you, they're talking not a ton of depth and expecting a lot from guys who are frankly veterans. Yeah, you know Julius absolutely. Peppers is a great player, but the dude is only going to be playing like twenty snaps a game on defense at, at this point in his career. You bring in Dontari Poe, who's a good player, but he, again he's he's a veteran. He's not going to be in there. Yeah. That he's probably going to be playing, you know, sixty percent of snaps. Yeah. And then you got Quan Short, who is a great player, but and Mario Addison coming in too. But I mean, this is a, a D line that used to have Coney Ely, Quan Short, Star Lele all kind of getting after it. Yeah. And you've and you just ha- also there just hasn't been much to really replace those guys in Lutulele and and Coney Ely who have have gone their separate ways. Yeah. So. I'm really not loving the defensive line that this team has. Linebackers, Shaq Thompson and Thomas Davis and Luke Kuechly, you might not find a better group than that in the NFL. They're still very good at linebacker. But then you go to the secondary, too, and not much has changed from last year either. You know, it's it's just kind of... They didn't do too much in the draft either. It's it's just weird. They brought in Dante Jackson, who I think... He's the speedster from from LSU. Yeah, he's from LSU, DBU, a.k.a. Um, But, so, I mean, he's going to have a lot on his shoulders because... They need. They still need someone else uh, opposite James Radbury. Uh, you know, yeah, Daryl Worley was shipped off this offseason. Yeah. That he and you still got Mike Adams playing safety, who I've never been a big fan of. You got Captain Muddlin, who is he forty at this point? <laughs> like I mean, he's Seriously. on his second. He's on his second stint in in Carolina, and 
How old is he? He's 30. 30 or whatever. It feels like he's 40. Yeah, Christ. I mean, he's been in Madden for a long time. That's all I know. <laughs> I mean, but he's not, you know, a dude that you want to have to be starting for you, yeah. you know, at some point in the season. So this team, you know, it's Cam Newton, man. Yep. I know, it really is. And he it's, runs hot and cold, and, honestly. And you got North Turner coming in, right, if I'm not mistaken, yes. taking over this, uh, taking over this, uh, the offensive play calling duties here. Not but a huge fan of North Turner. No, North Turner, vertical yeah, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know. The, and, you know, you're also we're talking about the receivers. You know, Devin Funches is, I don't think he's a number one guy. No. Corey Smith is a dude who definitely fell off last year in, in Philadelphia. I think we've seen yes. really the last of his productive years as a receiver. So it's definitely going to be an interesting year for Carolina and one that might not be so positive. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that positive. Also but. losing Andrew Norwell to the Jaguars. Yeah, like yeah. He stayed in the other spot. That's, that was arguably the best lineman. So I don't know. I think – and then this is kind of a thing too where it's like if things go bad, they could go really bad. I yeah. Mean, I think that that's New owner too, you know, new, uh, new owner coming in after the whole uh, sexual – yeah, the Richardson, the Richardson. Richardson. Statue, racial, racial, sexual. Yeah, sort of some terrible. some uh, tension there in the. The statue will stay. The, the, the statue will say it's literally in the contract that uh, the new. I don't remember, remember what the new owner's name is. Um, he was but a guy keeps from the, keeps the statue. Yeah, there. The, the, the statue of Jerry Richardson stays. Uh, so let's move on to the Atlanta Fal- Falcons, who had a little bit of a down year last year, still managed to make the playoffs and win a playoff game uh, in L.A. So. You know, a little bit of a very a, close to beating Philadelphia. Very close as to well. beating Philadelphia as well, game. but definitely didn't see the same offensive firepower in 2017. Definitely Julio not. Jones had a little bit of an off year in terms of end zone and red zone production too, um, and a lot of that was kind of based on the play calling. And a lot, Steve Sarkeesian was given a lot of uh, flack for that, but still a strong team coming back. And I think we all really liked the drafting of uh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, yeah, huge. That great value pick, I think. Great really. value pick. I mean, we kind of all have talked about this. I think they have the best uh, top three receivers in the NFL now. I think that's uh, true. And then also bringing Isaiah Oliver in the quarter cornerback, which is just another good pick to go along with Desmond Trufant and uh, Brian Poole. Steve Sarkeesian with a lot to prove this year if mm-hmm. he's going to be calling the plays. Uh, we know Dan Quinn's a defensive-minded guy, so Sarkeesian's got the big responsibility of calling the offense. Jo- Julio Jones has had some weird... Communications, yeah, yeah. There's been some odd contracts up with that, so there's definitely someone to follow. Hopefully, they can get him on the field. That would be in their best interest, I think. Yeah. Uh, And uh, honestly, defensively, I really like Duke Riley coming in as a second-year guy. Vic Beasley's proven he can get to the quarterback. We've seen what their defense can do. Yeah, not too much has changed, and this is you know what you want to see from these top teams is that the rookies that you bring in. They should add to your team, but you still should have the solid core around them, and they don't have to contribute too much in their rookie season. You know, not a ton with this team has changed even since the Super Bowl roster. No, no, You know, so I think they're still, you know, more than in the running as a Super Bowl contender this year. Tack McKinley would like to see – he had a very solid, you know, rookie year. I don't think he's ever going to be a superstar rusher, but definitely a dude who I think sticks around in the league a long time just based on his motor and love for the game. So Takaris McKinley, definitely a guy that I like on that defense as well. So, you know, I, I very positive about the Atlanta Falcons. And Matt Ryan, just a solid guy. Yeah. B-plus quarterback in the league. Yeah. He's going to, you know, come in year in, year out. I think, you know, you know what you're getting with him, too. Yeah. You know, it's not like a Cam Newton thing where one week he's going to, you know, complete 60% of his passes, run a touchdown, and have 315, you know, yards through the air. And then the next week throw, you know, 
complete 45% of his passes yeah. for 150 yards and two picks. Consistently, week in and week out, Matt Ryan's going to give you two touchdowns, 270 yards plus, and throws like, you know, you know, seven to ten picks a year. Yeah, and I think so, in this league, if you know what your quarterback's going to give you, you know what your team's going to give yeah, you. And especially with the consistency on defense they have, I think it's kind of easy to predict that this team's going to be good. And I'll be very surprised if they're not, just because they've been so good in, in years prior. Yeah, Matt Ryan's potential realized. I mean, he's like he's at the peak of his career right now, playing very well every year, very consistently. Um, I like this team a lot. Uh, I favor this team to win the division. Me personally, uh, I just think another year under Sarkeesian, I'm going to trust them to build on what they uh, have already done in the first year. I mean, they really very easily could have won that game against Philly. Um, they were one play away, obviously. That's last year, man. That's last year. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying this team, they went to the Super Bowl. They very well could have been back there again this year. This is a competitive team. Um, I just I like the direction they're going in, and like Adam was saying, just retaining that core and then building young pieces around it for success. Let's go to the 2000. 19 Super Bowl champion. Oh, wow. New Orleans. Last night I tried some raw oysters. Anything to say about that? That's a cleft introduction. That's not a back joke. That's very obviously the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl, but if they do not, I believe that the New Orleans Saints, I just think it's time, man. I just think it's time. This team, you know, it's been long enough since Breeze and Peyton won their last one that, you know, the fire to, to get one more is still there. Uh, Drew Breeze is entering, you know, his. He's he's in his swan song, baby. Yeah, it's, he it's, really it's is. coming to an end for him soon, and I, the play hasn't necessarily dropped off. But I think we've also seen Sean Payton take a little bit more off of his shoulders. Uh, you know, he's no longer going to be throwing for five thousand yards. But that's partially also to do with the fact that you know you got two running backs now, then Calvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. Although Ingram is suspended for the first four games of the season, but a decent offensive line too. So I, you know, a lot has been taken off of his shoulders in terms of you know no longer. Uh, having to carry the offense. I think uh, Michael Thomas is definitively a number one receiver in the NFL now. I think you can even make the argument of an an elite-level player uh, with Michael Thomas. And I like that they brought in Cameron Meredith from Chicago. He's a guy that I think has suffered from... Just you know, quarter quarterback turnover in Chicago, and, 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 and yeah, and has some talent. And I think he was a nice little signing to bring in. And as well, you always got that guy Ted Ginn, uh, or a deep threat for uh, Breeze to play with. And you know, the the Saints always managed to develop a guy like yeah. a Kenny Stills or a Willie Sneed. Brandon so, Coleman's kind of been a guy for them too, who's been yeah. able to yep. come in and make an impact. Yep, and they drafted Traquan Smith in the third round. So definitely, you know, expect for one of these guys to bounce. And Austin Carr. Austin Carr. That guy, the white boy, another white boy coming out of New England. He's from the 2017 preseason yeah, pre- Starlet. Preseason Starlet, exactly. He's, he's, you know, found himself a nice little home in New Orleans, see if he can uh, figure it out there. I also really like this offensive line. Uh, you got Taron Armstead, Andres Pete, Max Unger, Larry Warford, and Ryan Ramchick. I mean, that's a great group of five dudes. Really a great offense, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I expect them to put up a lot of points. And on defense, too, with the emergence of Marshawn Lattimore, if you get that number one shutdown corner, you know, that opens up a lot of things for you to be able to do on defense that you haven't been able to do before. I think Marcus Davenport coming in from UTSA was an interesting pick. Yeah, moved not, up to not get gonna, him, too. Not gonna, not, honestly, not, not a big fan of what, what the Saints did there and moving up to draft him. But, I mean, he's on the team, and he's a talent for sure, so it'll be interesting to see if he can produce in his first year. But you also have Sheldon Rankins, who is an underrated guy, uh, drafted out of Louisville two years ago. Definitely, you know, has found his footing in the league now. 
you know, Cameron Jordan's him and Cameron Jordan, player. just good guys anchoring your D line. Even uh, Tyler Davison too has shown he's a pretty good defensive tackle mm-hmm. in this league. Just a very solid group. And your linebackers always seem to underwhelm a little bit in mm. in New Orleans. Uh, AJ Klein from from Carolina was he on the team last year? He was. He yeah. Was so I mean, he's a solid player. Bringing in Manti Teo, I like it, that. Yeah, Manti Teo. Yeah, yeah. And you got uh, Alex Anzalone, uh, Thor. Yeah. As they like to call him from played, Florida, played very well played, last year. Played decently well last year, so you know I think they've got some some guys there. And Ken Crawley, I think, is a really underrated guy. Uh, mm-hmm. He he played really well opposite well. of Marshawn Lattimore, a very solid number two corner uh, in the NFL. Von Bell and Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams will kind of be remembered for that blunder against uh, the Minnesota Vikings that led to the Minneapolis miracle. But he had a great rookie season. Yeah, it was uh, really last good year. So they and PJ Williams is a solid nickel player. So I think they have you know pieces at least on each level of the defense that makes this team pretty strong all around. Yeah, and kind of like we were talking about with Atlanta, there's a little bit of consistency on this team. They kind of were having some lackluster seasons before last year. Had a little bit of a resurgence last year. Kind of have a proven offensive line now. Like you said, they got weapons at running back. I think the Ingram suspension might hurt them a little more than uh, people are are making it out to be because I think he was really good for them. He's Probably had the best season of his career last year. Yeah. Really played well. And uh, I think the receivers are obviously good. We've gone over it. I think this is a really solid all-around team. The linebackers are kind of a question, but like I said, with Teo, that gives them a little bit of depth. But I still think I'm, I'm interested to see how the linebackers are going to keep up in this division. I think this is going to be another good-looking team for New Orleans. Um, I do think a little bit of – I think they're going to have a little drop in play on defense. I think their defense overachieved last year, and I, uh, I'm kind of expecting to see – a little bit less success from them this year defensively, but I still think this offense is going to be, um, you know, hard to handle with. And Drew Brees behind it with Sean Payton. That's high football IQs all all across this organization. So they're going to be successful. Not a whole lot of you know debate going on this NFC no, South. Seems really to be pretty straightforward. Let's just get into our division. Uh, I mean, who knows? We could all look like idiots at the end, but I mean, that is the beauty. We, of it. It the beauty. Out we, here. we do all <laughs> seem to kind of have the same thoughts about each team and. Also, just not a ton of turnover, I think, as far as, you know, this, yeah. the yeah, NFC South really not. not a ton has changed, nope. I guess. You know, all four teams still have their same quarterbacks, still have their same coaches. The only thing that's really changed is the owner of the Panthers, you know. So, <laughs> there's, you know, a lot of stuff that we're familiar with, you know, when yeah. it comes to these four teams. I'll start us off, like I said, New Orleans Saints Super Bowl champions. Last night I tried some raw oysters. They're going to take it home, lock in that playoff bye in the NFC I like the um, Falcons to come in second and get one of those two wild card spots. Uh, Panthers and the going to come in third, and the Yucks to come in uh, fourth. Yeah, I'm kind of similar to you, but I have the Falcons doing what you think the Saints are going to do. Not win the Super Bowl per se, but really take control of this division and be one of the bye teams in the NFC finishing first. And I have the Saints finishing second, sneaking in in one of those wild card positions. Again, as we were saying, both of those two teams I think are too talented. To not make an impact on the NFC. I got Carolina coming in third and the Yucks in fourth. Yeah, I'm it's interesting. Last year I was I was a Yucks guy. I was saying the, the Buccaneers weren't gonna be very good. I was fortunate enough to be somewhat right about that. I, yeah. I hard knocks kinda opened my eyes a little bit. I was like, there seems to be a little bit of disarray here. It kind <laughs> of veiled in this hard knocks thing. But I'm gonna go ahead, I'm picking the Falcons to win the division this year. I think they're the best all around team. I like the Saints. Like Tommy said, I think their defense definitely overachieved last year. I'm going to 
put them in that second spot, but I think they're going to have a little bit of a decline this year. Ingram suspension won't help. I think uh, in the years prior, they've kind of been a little more snake bitten than we thought. And last year was kind of just a year where everything kind of was just clicking. And although their line is really good, I don't think that you can just expect that from them. But I'm still going to pick them second. Buccaneers, third spot. I gave you the spo- I gave you the spoiler earlier. I'm, I'm going ahead. I'm going to pick the Buccaneers to go in that third spot. Maybe surprise us, win seven or eight games. Maybe wow. maybe be a mid midfield team. Maybe that'll be a big surprise this year. And the Panthers with the decline. Things are going to start to be in question in Carolina. Maybe a hot seat for Ron Rivera. Who knows? Who knows? But that's what I'm going with. Falcons, Saints, Bucks. I'm calling them the Bucks with the B. (laughs) Panthers. Short and sweet here for the uh, NFC South. As always, thank you for listening. We'll be back next time with the AFC and NFC North. Might even just have to throw that uh, whole Lions preview pot in on its own. Possibly. As we did last year. Possibly. Lots to unpack. I think that's more more realistic. (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Peace.